And so it is. Dear Shambram, you wonder, if you no longer have guardian angels and spirit guides, who is there to love you? The first one, the first one should be yourself. Yourself. Part of the whole process that you chose was to go beyond having to have that outside energy, was to be able to take the responsibility of even loving yourself. It produces its own challenges and difficulties, because there's this, there's this memory desire to want to go back outside for that love, to want to have those angels, those guides return back to you, to want to have those in the Crimson Council just come in to hug you, to love you, and never to leave you. <laughs> but when you take responsibility for yourself, you learn what true love is, the love of self, love from you to every part of you. When you know that level of love and compassion, then you begin to see it in everyone else. Instead of having judgments about them, instead of wanting to change their lives, instead of feeling a resistance to other people, you start to feel that same level of love and caring and acceptance, the same, same level of compassion that Chez has for Rebecca and that every other guardian angel has for every human. You start feeling that whole new level of connection. And it emanates first from you, and then it connects to all of the others. In order to get to that level of enlightenment, it's also important to understand how you're choosing the games that you play. One of the most frequent things we hear from humans is that they're demanding, insisting that they aren't choosing it. They're demanding that it's coming from the outside, or blaming it on some aspect of them that they feel is more overwhelming or more powerful than they are. One of the things that we try to help you to understand is there is no other person, entity, aspect, or anything else that is grander than you. So when we challenge you, when we say, take a look at the games that you're playing in your life, we're doing it from a place of love, from a place of knowing that ultimately you are the creator of your own reality. It's not going the way you think you want it to go. Take a look. Why isn't it? If you stop playing the games, what are you really going to have to give up? Are you going to have to therefore be authentic with yourself? Are you therefore going to start being original? So with that, we would love now to have dialogue with you, answer your questions, and we're going to ask that the microphone go out into the audience for us to come to you. Oh, yay. Um, 
Hi, Tobias. Much love and etheric hugs to you. Uh, 2008 has been one long string of surrenders for me, albeit with a few tantrums, drama. And although I have a plethora of Gemini-style questions I could ask, in uh, the spirit of my artisticness, I would rather paint a broad stroke and ask that for some words of advice and inspiration from you, uh, specifically regarding my artwork. Mm. And please give St. Germain a loving jab for me for the wonderful gift of the crow statue. Mm. Indeed. The gift, uh, the words that we have are, are what are already contained in this shout uh, about being original and about being authentic. Now, as an artist, you have this, um, this creative desire to express, and generally it's a desire to express the joy of life or, if nothing else, the experience of life. But so often that this is uh, overshadowed by things like wondering if others will accept and, and like your artwork, whether you will be considered a great artist. There's a small but noteworthy part of you that, that has this aspect, the artist aspect, that, that wants the acknowledgement, some frustrations from past lives, but again, it's all a game that desire to have others accept you as an artist, to have others um, enamored or even infatuated with the artwork. Go back to the point of authenticity and being original. Then it really won't matter, but the odd thing is that the moment it doesn't matter so much is the moment that you see the actual manifestation of, of your own desires. You see the beauty in your own work, and then the others see that as well. So, so let go of some of the, um, some of the, those, these desires, um, this um, aspect uh, to be the artist, and rather just to be yourself. Thank, Thank you. you. Hi, Tobias. I have a question about kids the kids that are activating or awakening right now and consciousness is not at the same level, so there's imbalances. Do you have any advice for parents, teachers? Indeed. Indeed. Uh, you say that consciousness is not at the same, same level, but uh, you're looking at it from a very singular point of view. Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. Consciousness has many different layers and levels, and there are there are many layers and levels that are going to appeal to some of the new ones, some of the crystals that are coming in, and and some of the souls that are returning in a very um, relatively clear fashion without a lot of karmic overlays. There are more new energy education programs that are sprouting up across the earth than ever before. This is that uh, Pong that we talked about before. There are more humans on Earth right now, including Chambra, who are ready to venture out with their new energy education programs, the, the high consciousness education. Some of them, many of them are still holding back. They're, they're, they're not trusting themselves, but the way the energy works, it's going to help naturally bring out some of these programs. So there's no shortage of new energy education for for some of these for some of these new ones now 
There will still be the um, the current public schools and the some of the old energy education systems across the earth. You don't have to worry about those. It's more allowing the children to become tuned into the new energy education, even if they happen to be going to a public school. In other words, all of the potentials are there. Let them make the connection. I'm going to add, not not for you so much, but for Shambra all over the world, education is a very big issue. It has to do with the development of consciousness when done right. But there's also a tendency for for Shambra, for some others, to, uh, to basically either feel that the educational system is pathetic or feel sorry for it. And truly it's time to let that go. There are enough of these new education, ener- new energy education programs going on. Put your, put, yourself, put your consciousness towards those and help them develop rather than being angry with the old system. Thank you. <clears throat> right here. Shalom Alehem. I have several questions. Um, one is, uh, today is exactly one month since my husband passed on. Um, the person who was doing his dream walk uh, stopped it, I think, <laughs> a few days ago. Um, just wondering whether he has made a decision of where he wants to go, because uh, I know he wanted to be on his own. Um, we'll take that one first. Okay. Indeed. <clears throat> we have been... Um, with him ever since he crossed over, and, and as you know, it was it was no surprise. Um, he was ready to go. Ever since he got to our side, he has been um, talking away, <laughs> entertaining the um, angelic chorus, so to speak. Uh, he was filled with, with stories. He doesn't want uh, a dream walk uh, at this point. He wants um, he wants the companionship, but he was very adamant, um, and he told you this beforehand, very adamant about he's not ready to go to the the Bridge of Flowers, doesn't want to. There's too much that he is still interested in on Earth, in particular, making sure that you are taken care of, uh, both um, financially as well as uh, emotionally. So he's working to assist you on that. He also has this incredible passion to work with uh, new energy healers. Um, from some of the things that he knew to be true, but he was never able to get it across when when he was here on Earth. So he's very, very busy working with the new energy healers. So there have actually been three or four who have tried to do a dream walk with him, unknowing that others were trying to do it. And uh, he has basically told them he's not interested. He's very present, um, present in the room right now, and he's doing that strange little dance that he would do on occasion that wasn't always so um, flattering. <laughs> but at least it's an expression of his joy. Thank you. Uh, next question. Um, well, it's still a little bit to do with him. Uh, he had been writing a book that was almost finished, and there had been people asking me if I was going to publish it, and um, I was wondering whether you had any thoughts on whether I should pursue that. Um, he he would prefer not to have it uh, completed right now. There's some things that he's reformulating uh, regarding the, the uh, closing chapters of the book, which he, he wants some time on the other side. And then uh, if you are willing, he'd like for you to write it, uh, and if not, to help 
find a writer who will, will finish that, and he'll, he'll basically help uh, channel or communicate that, that message. But uh, it will probably be a, about a year. Okay, thank you. Um, I guess the other thing is about the business that I just bought um, last month, and I'm not sure whether, although I enjoy the business, whether it's, I should be channeling my creativity somewhere else. Hmm. Actually, you can, you, any of you, can channel your creative ability through anything. You can, you can run a restaurant and have it as a creative uh, endeavor, or a bookshop, or um, a convenience store, anything you choose. So, creative isn't just about uh, painting, drawing, anything like that. Oddly enough, um, you can be an accountant and be very creative. And it is. Um, <laughs> but some of you think that it is. That's what the car companies were doing. Some of you think. <laughs> some of you think that it is very, um, very structured. Uh, and while there is structure, structure can be creative. But the the expression of your energies into even things like accounting work. Accounting is balancing. You're learning and helping others to learn about balancing energy. So it's not just writing numbers on a sheet of paper or in a spreadsheet. So no matter what you endeavor, uh, let your creativity flow into it and through it. doesn't mean you're stuck with that with the rest of your life. It is, um, it is an experience. It is a joy. So often people withhold their creative energy from from the businesses, thinking that there's something wrong with it or or it's going to um, twist and distort their creativity. But that's a what you what you now have is a wonderful conduit for creativity and allowing the business to grow and when you're ready to sell it. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Uh, if you don't mind, I just want to go back a little bit to uh, Albert. Uh, I'm just curious, why did he choose to leave at this time? Because I know there was so much that he wanted to do in this lifetime, and on the physical level, he's, you know, I know he didn't want to go. Uh, to put it very clear, he wants to. He chose to leave now so that he could come in again soon. Sometimes it's uh, easier to trade in the uh, the old uh, and pick up a new. He felt very frustrated with uh, some of the um, biological aspects and, and even some of the. Um, family line, uh, bloodline type of aspects. And he felt it would be much easier to come back uh, in a better place of choice. Now, when, you're, when you were talking to Albert one-on-one, -on -one, of course, there's the fear of, of leaving or a regret that enough wasn't done. But at a deeper level, it's actually um, a realization that it would be easier to come back again. And particularly with the ability to remember who you are and what you've done in the past. So it's not a sad thing at all, but rather a, um, a very, um, how do I say, practical, very beautiful thing. Thank you, Tobias. And he's still working very hard on the other side. He hasn't stopped at all. Yeah, yeah I'm finding this a little dizzying. Uh, Tobias, I have a question about my business, Facets Health. Uh, health has always been a passion in my life. And 
it's not doing what it was, again, what this human part of me or whatever wanted it to do. And I've decided or felt the desire to let go of those old things. I've talked to many people. Can you give me some sense of what's happening there? Yes and no. Uh, and the yes is that uh, is your own indecisiveness and not knowing what you want to do. Uh, you you literally go back and forth, and it's um, I don't want to say it's a totally different plan every day, but seems to be different paths or directions you take on a on a regular basis. And if I could be so Please. bold as to say, it's a bit of a game, uh, a game where. You're not sure what you want to do, so you're playing the game brilliantly. <laughs> and it manifests that way. So uh, part of the thing is, is um, standing behind the short wall for a bit and asking, what do you really want to do? Not what you have to do or not what – even what some of the um, old energy habits would, would make you think you want to do, but what do you really want to do? And that's a very, very difficult question. Mm-hmm. It's easier for, for you or anybody to be led by outside circumstances than create your life by inside choice. So the energy here is you're not really sure at this point. And uh, being a brilliant creator and manifester, that's exactly what you're getting. Try to take some time away from it all, just a short period of time. Take a look at what where the, this issue of doing the, the body, the health type of work came from. There was a reason why you had an interest in it back when. Mm-hmm. But perhaps that interest has changed now. Perhaps there is something that, that goes – perhaps you've satisfied that need or that um, desire, and there's something new that's waiting right outside the door. I'd like to – tell you what it is, but um, I know it's more important that you discover it yourself. Thanks a lot, huh? (laughs) You know, but you won't tell. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So taking the time is really the issue for me. Take a bit of time away from it and take a look inside what decision do you want to make. And I would emphasize the word uh, making that decision because it's you keep tiptoeing around it, uh, thinking about it, but never committing to it. Um, there's a fear of committing to it. What if it, mm. what if it fails? What if it's been the biggest, most important dream and you make a commitment to it and it fails, then therefore do all dreams fail, you see? Oh, wow. Okay, okay. So okay. it's easier sometimes to, to pretend than to actually be. Mm. Mm. Okay, mm. thank you. And uh, excellent question actually on behalf of many, many people. Hi, Tobias. Um, I have family in Cuba. I was raised in this country, and due to the intense political drama, the family was torn up. I am in close communications right now. Well, not this second, but I am (laughs) in close communications. Maybe you are. (laughs) Perhaps I am with a cousin. And... He's very aware and very alert, 
But the last six weeks for me have been one of almost uh, unrestrained joy at the potential for change. And when I, when I communicated this to him, he communicated back. Um, he's, he's right. I can't see the world through his eyes. He's in an island, and it's a prison in more ways than one. However, I truly believe that we are at a threshold of a tremendous change. He will read the answer to this question because I send him the channels and the questions. I send him everything. Could you address the energetic potentials for Cuba? Indeed. Thank you. Be happy to. And um, mark my words, which we know you. you all will do. Uh, this hasn't been spoken about much in public, but um, as the um, this new administration comes in, actually one of the top things on their priority list is the normalization of relationships with Cuba. It uh, it is one of those. Um, now, by the way, I have to say that the um, this administration is so much more new energy or um, uh, high consciousness than. Mm they would ever want to let get out because oh, there's, it'd scare a certain faction to think that there's these um, high consciousness, high integrity people now in office. And uh, But one of the first issues is addressing this. It's going to bring up a lot of um, political noise, but it's going to be put on the table, um, we're going to say within the first half of, of this next year, but definitely within this year. And it's going to involve um, some very uh, letting go of some very old stuck energy, which, uh, which the administration realizes is blocking so many things. Now, how can you, how can you talk about being um, one of the leaders of the free world, but having all of these uh, barriers and, and enemies? So. This has been placed on the top of the priority list to basically set an example and send a message to the rest of the world that we're done playing games, mm -hmm. that um, we're, going to, we're going to let the past be the past. So um, you can tell this dear one that uh, expect change and expect that there will be some who do not like it, but the change will go through. Yeah. And it's... Um, hmm. It's going to have a it's going to have a very interesting effect on so many different family relationships. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, I would throw in another note here. There's been an opportunity for um, for Calder and Linda to uh, to go to this place. Oh, okay. And sure. um, before I would, you leave, now I would have to say that um, Calder was not all that interested in it. And, uh, but I would say that um, we're not going to force anything, but they will be going there um, sooner than they Before they you may. leave? Not necessarily, oh, but, um, but soon. <laughs> no surprise. Lydia will talk afterwards. And see, <laughs> see how it works out. <laughs> Actually, I will go so far, um, Calder's a bit embarrassed, but um, uh, quite frankly, I wanted to give a, a personal message to uh, Fidel, Fidel Castro. 
and um, there was to... there was a need. Do I have to be so public? Yes, there was a need to do it, and basically to talk to um, Castro about this whole issue of Atlantis rising, the whole um, his role in basically protecting an energy. Now, some of you may disagree with how it was done, uh, but at the end of the day, it was about protecting some of those old energies and helping to ensure that some of the very difficult and warrior energies of of Atlantis didn't come back up at this mm-hmm. time, that they were basically mellowed or evened out. Mm-hmm. And there was that very high potential and it would not have necessarily been pretty. So mm-hmm. so we say to um, uh, to um, those who are in Cuba, those who are in leadership, that uh, there, there was something that is going on far beyond what you may realize. Thank you. And don't have to worry about the CIA knocking at your door. Okay, thank you. They'll pull you over in your car. Oh, right. <laughs> thank you. This will be the last question. Two more. Oh, please. Okay. And, um, Indy, go. Hello, Tobias. Yes. Um, I have a question about someone who uh, passed uh, many, many years ago, and actually you talked about this person. Mm-hmm. And he comes in very compassionately on occasion. But recently, his his son actually died, very uh, sort of dramatically, and he was only like 19. So if you could talk about how they're doing, if they're united, and um, if you could also follow up on my question I asked many months ago about uh, creative expression. Mm. Indeed. Um, Let it be known that Uh, There's a misconception that uh, we can connect with any uh, dead entity uh, on on our side. And we know there are many questions in that bag, and even with uh, some of you today, about uh, departed ones. Thank you. It is easier making the connection with them shortly after they go, but then, just like God, the angels don't know everything. And we're not, uh, just because you're an angelic being doesn't mean you're a psychic being. so we want to we want to clarify that we have to go literally through your energy uh, for the clarity and to find uh, to find these um, these beings the the sun um, we can feel through you actually and the father we cannot feel at all it's not being uh, deliberately blocked but we just there's nothing there which means it could have returned back to earth or gone to do other other work. The sun is um, uh, uh, feeling re- very remorseful, very guilty about some things in his life, which is one of the reasons the conditions were set up uh, that he would leave. So I'd have to say quite um, authentically, he is brooding right now. He is, um, he is uh, quite, um, not angry, but quite feeling quite guilty and quite sad. So what do you do? Do you feel sorry for him and you try to go rescue him? Or do you take the examples uh, of the guardian angels and just be there in love and compassion, allowing him to brood, allowing him to feel um, terrible, which is what he's feeling right now? And can you have that level of compassion when he comes out of this uh, this uh, depressed state, even on the other side, that 
he suddenly realizes there is that love and compassion there for him. And if another person like you can love him so much, then perhaps, just perhaps, he can love himself also. So um, we'll talk to you uh, offline about the second portion so we can take this one last question. Oh, good, last question. Uh, we have a party, you know. Indeed. Uh, I was <clears throat> desirous of um, a glass of wine, but um, Kaldra also didn't think it would be appropriate to do that um, in public, so... <laughs> of course, remember, it is my last December. Could we have a sip of wine for Tobias as we close this Q&A, please? Could, while we're doing this last question, could somebody bring that up? Susie, you like to carry the wine to Tobias. Could you do that? Red wine or wine? Uh, there red. is only red. Sorry. <laughs> White wine in my days was known for uh, for teenagers and goats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. So. Just a little. It's coming. Walk it up here for Tobias. Here we go. Oh, look at that! We get lovely Susie Schemmel on camera too. Woo! Thank you, Susie. Thank you. We'll we'll wait for the last question to be asked, and then we'll um, we'll have a toast. Super. So, uh, since I have the microphone, I'd like to ask the last question. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, <laughs> and uh, currently, the world is going through a, a financial uh, pandemic, if you will, and major change. And we're at a really a at the point of having a fresh, start, a fresh start with the new administration. And I'm wondering what tips you might offer not only to the Obama administration, but to the global leaders and world consciousness to make this transition easier and smoother. It seems like part of the problem we're having in, in America, of course, is old walls that we've put up, especially between Mexico and yet with terrorism, it'll be hard for people to tear walls down. <clears throat> so that's a delicate issue. Now, what if you might uh, offer some insight to facilitate that process? In the uh, indirect answer to your question, uh, you might be surprised at how much uh, advice we have been giving mm -hmm. uh, and, and being requested for the advice, which is even more interesting. So it's not like we're, we're trying to just inflict our, our thoughts or ideas, but we're literally being, being asked for that. I would say, in answer to the question about the financial, not to overreact. What is happening right down now is you speak of old walls. Uh, we're talking about the old walls of the old established financial systems are coming down, which we noted about three or four years ago that it was going to happen. It is appropriate because they were very old energy and they were hoarding power and they were very, very greedy. The new consciousness won't allow that. So the walls are tumbling and even if the market um, goes down, um, it, is, it is no need to panic. For those of you uh, who are in the market right now, don't start uh, overreacting to it because 
it is going to be rebuilt. Oh, in the next few years are going to be difficult for many people that were holding on because they're going to try to go back to what it used to be like. And that's one of the key things if you read between the line in many of the financial stories and that are going to be coming up in the news. They're going to be trying to find ways to go back to the way it was, and it won't go back. It's going to be rebuilt rebuilt out of new stones, uh, but stones that are different than, than anything that's been used before. Of course, we're talking in metaphors here. The foundation of the new world financial system is going to be quite different, and it's going to be it's not going to be held by just a few, and it's not going to be controlled by a few greedy, but it's going to have what we would call open potential in it. For those of you who worry about a one-world financial system thinking that this is the uh, end of times, it is going to be a consistent and congruent financial system without having a singular, single point of um, authority. A good analogy to this is the Internet. There's not one person or one company uh, controlling it, and those who do try to control it soon find it works against them. The financial system is going to become much more fluid, and uh, it is going to carry open potential for humans all across the world who want to get involved in it. So you're going to see tremendous changes in these next four years that that Take a sip. Uh, it wasn't that. That was. You're going to see tremendous changes in the next four years that uh, that will cause some people grief, but understand it's simply the remaking or the the re-enlightenment mm. of things like the financial system. Mm. I don't want to get too deep into some of the other considerations because next month we're going to talk about what lies ahead in the in this next year. So mm. we'll leave it at that. But uh, excellent question and. Excellent way to leave the day. Thank you. To leave the day and a toast mm. from Chez and all the rest of us, from St. Germain, from Carl Jung, from Katsumi, from all of those in the Crimson Council. We toast your work on earth and we toast this time of holiday and celebration. And so it is. And so it is.